Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Osaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. This week on the podcast, I want to talk about how I connect with Ashra and how I specifically work with her. And if you don't know, I believe Ashra to be the Abrahamic Divine Feminine. We will get into why I believe Ashra to be the Abrahamic Divine Feminine and all that good stuff involving her in a minute, but I just wanted to remind you that the Jesus Witch Podcast is now on Patreon. Every single supporter of the show on Patreon gets episodes of the podcast a week early and ad-free. All patrons also get extended show notes pages of the episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast when applicable, and there are also tiers that help with your Jesus Witch education where I post my spells that I write using Bible verses. I also share the tarot spread that I write with my Patreon supporters and those tarot spreads tend to be geared towards connecting with the Abrahamic pantheon or connecting with your guides, your ancestors, and I even try to put out a Patreon spread for every single full and new moon to help you work with that energy. I even have a tier on Patreon where you get happy mail each month from me where I send you all the ingredients for a spell, then we hop on Zoom and we cast the spell together in a little community circle. And in the top tier of my Patreon, I offer a one-on-one coaching calls with me every single month to discuss your practice and how you want to grow within your practice and how I can help you do so. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast, you can find that link in the show notes page as well as all the other ways to support the podcast and anything that we mentioned in the show today. Now let's jump into talking about connecting with Ashra. Firstly, if you are in the Jesus Witch Church, which is our free Discord community, then you would know that since June, we have been reading When God Had a Wife, which is a book by Lynn Pickett and Clive Prince, all about the rise and fall of the sacred feminine in the Judaic the Judeo-Christian tradition. This book gets into the archaeological evidence that we have of Ashra as well as how worship of her may have originated. It also talks about her erasure and why that may have happened and the political motivations behind it. It's a very interesting book but one of the main themes that I have gotten from it so far is the reference to the divine feminine in the Christian tradition of being wisdom. Now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you can choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. 
In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier. Tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, Spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus witch or Christian witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wishlist helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you could find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. One of my favorite parts of the book so far happens to be in chapter three, the Israel's Hidden Priestesses chapter. Um, and it talks all about the creation story and specifically like Adam and Eve, the 
quote-unquote fall of creation and it goes in to talk about why Eve may have been the one that the serpent chose to speak to and not Adam um, and I'm gonna read a little excerpt from it because I really love this and I feel like this part points towards Asherah and her role within the creation story. This excerpt comes from page 99 and it says the prominent role of the female rather than the male in the wisdom aspects of the Eden tale is a little noted feature of the narrative. It is the woman and not the man who perceives the desirability of procuring wisdom. This association between the female and the qualities of wisdom may have had a mythic background with the features of a Semitic wisdom goddess underlying the intellectual intellectual prominence of the woman in Eden. I really love this little excerpt because it points to Asherah's role within the creation story and her role as wisdom in general, making the woman be more curious and the woman wanting to, as the book said, procure wisdom. And we know that Asherah or a divine goddess or the queen of heaven, whatever name you want to put there for her, was present during the creation story because of Genesis 1 and 2. So in Genesis 1 verses 1 and 2, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and the darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And this is something that I talked more about in the episode of the Jesus Witch podcast called What is the Holy Spirit's Name? But this whole idea of the Spirit hovering over the waters and that being like part of God, part of his creation, the female, the feminine aspect of him is also reflected within the first eight books of Proverbs where wisdom is referred to with she, her pronouns. But very specifically in Proverbs 8 verses 22 all the way down to verses 13. 31. This is basically the account of the creation story from Asherah or the Divine Feminine or the Holy Spirit's perspective. Now I'm only going to read a few verses for you from this excerpt, but I highly recommend you grab your Bible and you look at this because like it is so mind-blowing. Oh my gosh, to just see the obvious evidence of the Divine Feminine right in front of you and her obvious role within creation right in front of you. It's like super shocking but I want to read this for you so that you understand why I believe Ashra to be wisdom to be the Holy Spirit and the spirit that was hovering over the waters when the earth was formed so in Proverbs 8 starting at verse 22 it says the Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else I was appointed in ages past at the very first before the earth began I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born, before he made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew out the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas, so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundation, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence, and how happy I was with the world he created, and how I rejoiced with the human family. Do you have a shirt on your head? Yeah. Oh, my... You want me to put on your shirt? Okay, hold on guys, I gotta go put on a Virgo shirt. Can you say I'm a Virgo? It is a moon shirt. Oh, it's a moon shirt? But are you a Virgo? No. Then what are you today? Are you a Virgo, a Gemini, or a Scorpio? Well, 
I'm not Scorpio. You're a Scorpio. That, yeah, that's on track. So that was my little one. That was Scott. He's two years old. He's turning three on August 25th. He's my Virgo, but he does not like to admit that he's a Virgo for some reason. So I'll ask him, like, are you a Virgo today? Are you a Gemini today? Are you a Scorpio today? Because that's his big three. And he usually picks one of those. He normally picks Gemini, but I've noticed on the days where he's a little bit more scutchy. Um, <laughs> he picked Scorpio, which like totally tracks, totally tracks. Anyway, I ended up reading the whole part in Proverbs that I mentioned before I read Proverbs 8, 22, all the way down to verse 31, but all the way down even further to the end of this verse. And again, all of the first eight books of Proverbs talk a lot about wisdom, talk about her using she, her pronouns and how like she was there during the creation of the world. So now we've established that there is a divine feminine within the Abrahamic tradition, right? She's obviously there in Genesis. She's there in Proverbs. If you listen to, again, that whole episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, I'll link it in the show notes page, the episode about what I call the Holy Spirit, what her name is, and why I call her that. Um, I go more in depth with verses in that episode. But let's talk a little bit about the archaeological evidence and why I specifically call Asherah Asherah. There were a lot of cave paintings found in the early Semitic areas that depict pictures of Yahweh, which is the Abrahamic, believed to be the name of the Abrahamic God, and his Asherah. And I also do want to make a note that several Jewish people have informed me that it is a sin to the Abrahamic God to say his name. That's why you'll even see in a lot of Jewish writing when they write the word God, they put a dash where the O is supposed to be so it doesn't bring his name in vain. So I have stopped using the name Yahweh for God publicly because I feel like it's disrespectful not only to him but his Jewish people and those were his chosen people first so if they make a note on what we're supposed to do in our relationship with him and how we're supposed to address him I'm going to listen. So while I do refer to him as this name in my personal practice when I'm praying to him one-on-one in my private time with him, I have stopped calling him by this name publicly, um, just out of by out of direction from Jewish creators. But if we're talking about it in a more educational sense, then I feel like it's permissible to use that name just so that we're all on the same page and know exactly what I'm talking about. So I just wanted to clarify in case you were a little like weirded out by me referring to God with this particular name. In the scholarly articles regarding Ashra, it is referred to as Yahweh and his Ashra. So that is what I'm going to refer to it as here. So anyway, I will link a picture of the cave paintings of Yahweh and his Asherah in the show notes page so that you understand a little bit more about why I call her this name. But again, go and listen to the first episode that I made about her called What is the Holy Spirit's Name? And then if you really want to get in depth with it and like learn so much and have your mind be beyond blown go grab yourself a copy of when god had a wife i also linked that in the show notes page it is fan freaking tastic and like oh my gosh reading this is life-changing when you grow up in like catholicism or christianity believing that there's only a male god reading this 
is revolutionary. I highly recommend it. So now let's talk about some of the correspondences that I found online for Ashra. Um, and then we're going to talk about how I personally incorporate her within my daily practice and then my practice in general. I found a really cool blog post that had a super complete list of all of the correspondences that work with Ashra. So I have left that link in the show notes page. And for my Patreon peeps who get extended show notes pages, I just wrote out all of the correspondences there for you so that you could just see them right there and you don't have to do any more clicking or researching yourself. But anyway, let's talk about some of the correspondences of Ashra. So firstly, the element that is associated with her. All five elements. Ashra is the queen of heaven. She was part of creation. She was there when the earth was being formed. She created earth. She created fire. She helped create wind. She helped create water. Like she is all four elements of the earth. However, in particular, Ashra was associated with the element of earth. In the original Semitic regions where worship of Ashra would have been, um, practice they found astro poles which were essentially trees planted in her honor her day of the week is supposedly saturday i personally do not agree with this i see like saturday as a more masculine energy day um especially because it is ruled by the planet of saturn which is more like strict and the patriarchy and your life less and all that good stuff um so I personally, like in my mind, I see her as being Monday because Monday is the moon's day and Astra is also associated quite um, closely with the moon and the moon is the mother and if she's the queen of heaven, she's the mother of the universe. So I personally, like if I'm doing um, work that really invokes Astra, like making my mother goddess spell, like refilling my personal mother goddess spell, I try to do that on a Monday to invoke the moon's energy and invoke more of that motherly energy of Ashura. Time of day is all hours of the night. She is a lady of the dark. Her moon phase is the full moon, but honestly, just the moon in general can be used to worship Ashura. Her season is autumn, but specifically the end of August, which makes sense because the end of August is when we have Virgo season and Virgo is represented like symbolically by the Virgin, who sometimes could be representative of Mother Mary, but also could be representative of Ashra. So holy days that you could use to honor Ashra would be totally going to butcher this one. Lachlangastaga. I need to learn how to say that. I'm so sorry, but that's the one that you celebrate in between between Litha, which is the summer solstice, and the autumn equinox. You could also use Beltane, Ostara, and Yule to honor Ashura. But in reality, you can honor her any day and create an Ashura day for her. She'd just be happy to be included in your day and in your life. Her direction is the center, because she's the center of all. Her colors are blues, purple, silver, white, gold, red, and green. Some symbols that would be really good for invoking Ashra with, crescent moons, serpents, lions, goat, the Hamasa, which is the evil eye, um, the sign of Tanit. I have no idea what that is. I gotta Google it. Um, dolphins, trees, Asherah poles, which are trees that are specifically planted for her. Palm trees, pentagrams, the sphinx, doves, horses, or donkeys. Lotus flowers, distaff, um, tree of life, or trees in general. Um, grain and phallic symbols, as well as dates are mentioned alongside Asherah quite a few times within the Bible. Herbs that could be associated with Asherah myrrh frankincense lotus 
cannabis, good old-fashioned weed, so a stonery witches before we light up. If you want to um, dedicate that to Ashra, she would love that. <laughs> one of my friends, one of my mutuals on TikTok, she made a video about this, about, you know, Ashra being representative of cannabis, and I'm like, oh, is that why I'm such a big pothead? I'm just going to use that as my excuse. So I now say that smoking cannabis is part of my ritual worship of Ashra. Oh my god, I love that. Anyway, a couple of other herbs that would be good for her. Um, a, a, I can't pronounce this word. Oh my gosh. Asia, Asai, it's it's in the list. Um, willow, cinnamon, pomegranate, walnuts, salt, wheat, any kind of bread would be good for her. Storax, um, these are some weird sounding herbs right here. Golubum, juniper, honey, dates. Oh look, they put dates on this list. Tur turbinith, oak, go to cola, and myrtle. And here's where I just want to note that, like, obviously, I don't know all of these herbs that are here. Like, some of these are not local to me. Some of these are just not things that I have personally seen in my grocery store or, like, in my area. So these might not be things that are available to me, so I'm not going to use them, you know what I'm saying? But I am going to use things like cannabis, myrrh, cinnamon, willow, those sort of things that I have locally available to me and that I can use. Um in order to work with Ashra because a lot of this is just working with what you have. You don't have to find every one of these very fancy little herbs and have all of them in a row for her. No, you just find what you have. And at the end of the day, if you can't find any of these herbs at all, any of these correspondences at all for her, just like getting some grass from outside and putting it on an altar and being like, this is an offering of earth for you, that'd be more than good. You don't have to be fancy with this. Some tools that could be associated with Ashra are cauldrons, pentacles, scrying, mirrors, wands, doing tarot, sound bowls, like singing bowls, offering bowls, using bowls in your practice um, because it's like holding something like she kind of is like holding abundance, you know what I'm saying? Um, candles and incense. I also want to note at this time that when I was researching for this episode, I learned that some scholars believe that Ashra was a goddess of magic and a goddess of witchcraft i left the link to the article that talks about that um or it's actually technically a book on google books i left that in the show notes page as well but i thought that was really really interesting and it makes sense to me why a lot of jesus witches or christian witches specifically work with ashra um and bring her into our practice and into our worship once we start doing magic things it's all out that's really interesting. Also, what I found interesting, too, is when I do tarot readings, as much as I connect with Jesus as my guide, I know my wisdom is coming from Asherah. Like, she's who I invoke wisdom from. She's who I want to be all-knowing from. She's who I want that clairsentience from. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that she is associated with tarot and associated with magic in that kind of way is really interesting to me that I intuitively invoked her with my tarot practice you know what I'm saying so I thought that was interesting that's also one way we're already talking about it look one way that I work with Ashra on a daily basis is by invoking her in my tarot practice and in my readings she is where I get my wisdom from some crystals that could be associated with Ashra silver gold lapidolite amethyst lapis lazuli moonstone onyx quartz of any kind I personally like using rose quartz with her and sodalite sodalite it's really good for connecting with the spirit realm as well as opening your throat chakra so you can speak your truth. And finally, some other names that Ashra goes by. 
So firstly, I want to mention the three that were mentioned within the book when God had a wife because this became really interesting to me and I kind of put a connection between the three names that were given to Ashra in this book as well as the three names that I associate with God. So first, I'm going to lay out the names that I associate with God and then I will tell you the names for Ashra. So firstly, for God, there's Elohim, which is like the highest, like I would say more of like the crone aspect of God, right? Then there is Yahweh, who I associate as more of like the father protective aspect of God. And then finally, there's Adonai, which seems like the more like youthful, like fiery, kind of like confident, fun aspect of God. Does this make sense? It's like basically the the crone, the mother, and the maiden, but in male terms. What's the terminology for that? Does anybody know? Anyway, those are like the three faces of God that I see. Then in the book, When God Had a Wife, the three names that we were given for Ashra were Elot, which kind of like Elohim is the more crone aspect of Asherah. Then Asherah, the motherly aspect of her, the nurturing, the creatrix aspect of her. Then finally, there, I might butcher this name, I apologize, but then finally there's Quadesh, who seems to be the more like maiden aspect of her, the sexier side, that like divine, um, sacred, like Venus kind of aspect of her. And, um, like the more like younger face of her. So those are like the three faces that I kind of saw from Astra that I were revealed to me while reading When God Had a Wife. And I, I see her almost similarly now to Hecate in the sense that she has, Hecate has the three um, faces of herself that are the, the crone, the maiden, and the mother. And I feel like right now I connect a lot with Astra because clearly I'm in my mother phase. I mean, like, you guys have heard my children being absolutely wild this entire episode. I am in the trenches of mom life. I find it to be incredibly challenging. But I'm in the trenches of this mom life. And this is when Ashra really spoke to me. I met her. Like, I, where I met the Queen of Heaven was during my home birth with Scott when I was in labor with him. That's where I started to be, meet the divine feminine, the, the sacred feminine. If you would like me to do an episode on Scott's birth story, and how that connected me to the divine feminine let me know and I'd be happy to talk more about that story um but I just find that to be interesting that this book had the three names of her and then you also have like triple face goddesses like Hakate and there's others or like the Morrigan in other cultures um and it's very clear that the Abrahamic culture also had something similar to that so the few names that this list, this blog post has for Ashra are Astare, a heart, I'm gonna butcher half of these, Astareth, the goddess per excellent, Elat, um, which is just means the goddess, Lady of the Sea, Queen of Heaven, Baal Pen, uh of the gods, the matron or the Shekhan, the Shahai, I definitely pronounced that one wrong, Kodesh or Kadesh or Quisu, um, totally again butchered these names, I'm so sorry to my goddess, um, okay, uh, she who walks on the sea, I like that, that reminds me a lot of Proverbs 8, um, then the mistress of the gods, interesting, the Hebrew goddess, the great mother, vital force of nature, the one of the serpents, Astron, Tanat, 
mother to new these are all words that go down here i this like i can't i'm not i'm not even gonna try to pronounce these few names because um go read the list and you'll see why um creator of gods ishtar could sometimes be associated with her i personally do not feel like she's associated with ishtar i feel like those are two different goddesses but that's just my feeling when i ask her about this name um then there's a few others that i genuinely cannot try to pronounce then there's sophia bride of anu ashtara um and there's like two other ones that again cannot try to pronounce <laughs> But those are like the names that are associated with the mother goddess, um, with Asherah. And again, if you want to see like this whole list, I have it written for our Patreon peeps in the extended show notes page. Or if you just want to see the blog post that I grabbed it from, I'll put that in the um, show notes page as well. Then um, I wrote a little bit of like oil associations because if you know me, you know I love my, me some essential oils. So firstly, my mother goddess blend, the one that I saw in my Etsy shop, which is like a specifically Bible-based spell to connect with Asherah, connect with the Abrahamic wisdom, that divine feminine aspect. Um, that's my personal favorite oil to use to connect with her. Um, and I will link that directly in the show notes page. Then I also really like grounding, which is a young living blend that's made out of all tree oils. And like similarly to grounding, I just like tree oils in general for Asherah. Um, I also really like grapefruit for her and geranium. So now let's talk about how I add Ashra into my practice on a daily basis. So as I said before, I do all of my tarot readings with Ashra by invoking her wisdom. And every single day I will put my mother goddess blend on my body somewhere. Sometimes I'll put it in my hair. Sometimes I'll put it behind my um, on the back of my neck. Sometimes I'll put it on my wrists or on my legs, wherever I feel like I need it. I'll put some mother goddess on me and ask her to just be with me that day, hold me that day, and just have her mothering energy be with me as I mother my own little ones. I also invoke Asherah's presence quite a bit when I do work for the Jesus Witch podcast or I create for my TikTok or I create for Instagram or for my Patreon. I ask her and her creatrix energy to give me motivation to be there with me and to help push me along as I'm going through um, whatever I'm trying to create. So she's really great for, I feel like, moms to work with, obviously, because like we're in the thick of it in that mothering space, just like she's mothering us, we're mothering our littles. Um, but I also feel like she's really great to work with if you're trying to create something new for yourself, whether that be a business, whether that be a TikTok page, whether that just be a new spiritual path or a new way of life or a new lifestyle, asking Astra to come and create that with you and be a co-creator on your journey may be very helpful. Some other ways that I work with Astra on a daily basis by bringing awareness to her and telling people about her and being insistent that there is an Abrahamic goddess and not just an Abrahamic god. You found a card? Wow. That's mommy's bookmark. Can you put it back in my book? Yeah, put it here. He is currently my little Scott. He's currently reading When God Had a Wife. Scott, are you reading When God Had a Wife? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm keeping him quiet is letting him flip through my book about Asherah. And thank God it's working. Now, how long is it going to work? I found it. 
Only God knows. I feel like a big part of this about making people aware of her is also with my kids as we're talking about kids, you know, like teaching them from the get-go that there's not just a God. My six-year-old will tell you that there's a goddess. Does he know her name exactly? Not every day. Some days he remembers Ashra, some days he doesn't, but at least he knows that she exists. You know, that's a lot further than I was at six, you know what I'm saying? And I grew up Catholic. I grew up reading the Bible. I grew up, you know, loving Jesus. And I had no idea about her until I was in my 20s. So I feel like that's a huge part of my practice is re-educating myself to learn more about her and then educating my children, my boys, to teach them that there is a divine feminine, that there is a sacred feminine, and that women should be worshipped just as much as men should. If not more so, because like, as Beyonce said, who run the world? Girls, girls. Another way that I involve Ashra in my daily practice is by nurturing myself, making sure that I eat, making sure that I bathe and take care of my physical body, making sure that I do things that make me feel pretty and in touch with my feminine aspects, um, just make me feel nurtured and more womanly and like, you know, a human kind of thing, like the basic daily needs that sometimes you forget to do as a mom. Mom, Asher reminds me, gently nudges me and reminds me that I need to do those things. For me, just like I'm feeding my kids, I need to feed me. Just like I'm bathing my kids, I need to bathe me. So she reminds me of that and I do these simple daily taking care of myself tasks as worship to her because it makes it easier for me to do them and it makes it more worth it for me to do them and more magical for me to do them I am so about adding magical into your mundane um, and I find like adding Ashra into your daily like self-care like basic things that you need to bare minimum things that you need to do makes them so much more like magical and so much more motivating those are the things that I do on a daily basis to invoke Ashra into my life and into my practice um, I don't do like spells every day. I feel like that's a little bit unrealistic. I mean, there's probably are, there probably are witches that do spells every day. And I do go through like spurts. So I feel like I need to do spells every day. Um, but you know, I more like to bring the magical into my mundane. That's just kind of the place of life where I'm at, especially as a mom, uh, who runs around like a chicken without her head half the time. Um, but some of like the bigger things that I love to do with Ashra are one, self-love spells. I love bringing her into that. Love asking her to help me love myself more. She's really, really good at that. Um, I like bringing her into like love and spicy magic with my partner, especially with God asking her and him to kind of like come and use that energy to help us manifest is um is interesting to say the least you know you know um oh my god my virgo mars it's blushing hold on i gotta go blush for a minute okay i'm back i'm back and i'm okay <laughs> Some other spells that I really love to do with Azra. I love doing healing spells for other people with her. Like asking her to be there and to hold them and to nurture them during their time of healing. I also love, 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 love to send new moms packages and gifts charged and like enchanted by her and her energy. Um, and I send them gifts for like themselves, not for the baby. Obviously I send something for the baby too, but... For new moms, I feel like it's really important to love them, shower them with gifts, shower them with love. Everybody loves on the baby and showers the babies with gifts. I'm like, that's great. Like, new life, it's amazing, all that good stuff. But, like, 
while you're holding the baby, you gotta also hold the mother. So one of the ways that I like to hold the mother is by asking Asherah to hold the mother, being like, hey mom, hey mom of the universe, like the ultimate mom's mom, can you come and help me mother this mother that just had a baby, like that needs mothering right now? Um, so I usually make like either like a mother goddess blend for them or sometimes I'll make even like a more in-depth and more like intense version of mother goddess so that they really can connect and like hone in on that like divine feminine, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I ask her very much to be in those spells and like be invoked in those spells and have her presence in their home and it's just such a beautiful beautiful thing obviously all these spells are casted with consent I never do anything non-consensual I don't believe in um doing spells that take over somebody's free will but always asking her to be present for moms who just gave birth that's like something that I love doing and it's um it's, one, it's really, truly one of my favorite ways to incorporate Asherah in the mundane because especially in the United States where we have like a ridiculous maternal mortality rate, we're like the third highest in the entire world and that's like absolutely disgusting because we are like an industrialized nation. There's no fucking reason why mothers should be dropping the way that they are while giving births in our hospitals. It's a... Anyway, huge problem. Anyways, <laughs> but I love asking Asherah to be there for that because of how sensitive that time is, how like hard it is, especially in the U.S. and how it's like really not valued in this country. Um, and asking her to hold space for that is it's just, I, I feel like she loves doing it and I love asking her for that. And also because, again, I met Asherah while giving birth to Scott. So she's very much tied for like mothering and childbirth with me. So... I just love involving her energy during that time. So just a quick rundown review. Some like big spells you could do with Astra. Self-love spells. Love spells. Consensual love spells with your partner. Spells to help new mothers. Spells to help you mother yourself. Spells to help you motivate yourself to create. Ooh, I forgot another really important thing that I do for Asherah and with her is food offerings to the earth. So like anytime I cut strawberries or, you know, like we have some squished berries at the bottom of a bowl or there are a couple of vegetables in the back of my fridge that I forget about, um, I go and throw them outside and give them as an offering to the earth and specifically for Asherah for creating the earth and give that to her to like nurture the earth with. And I feel like that's a really fun thing to do in your practice and it also helps bring less waste into our planet because you're instead of wasting these foods that you accidentally let go rotten because you're really horrible at rotating your fridge um <laughs> instead of wasting them they're like an offering so it's just it makes it okay <laughs> it doesn't but it makes it kind of okay right no yes no no lena food waste is never okay but it's not waste if it's an offering the endless perplex circle that is my brain. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that in there so you guys realize how like absolutely nuts I am and how I think. Anyway, this was our episode on how to work with Ashra, how I work with Ashra, correspondences for Ashra. I hope that this episode was useful for you. If you want me to do another Abrahamic deity like this, like break down their correspondences, this types of spells I like to do and all that fun stuff, let me know who I should do next. Should I should do Jesus? Should I do God himself? Should I do Lilith? Should I do an archangel? Who should we talk about a little bit more? 
in-depthly anyway. Um, I hope that this episode was really useful to you. Just a reminder, all the things that we talked about in this episode, such as resources, Bible verses, blog links, links to support the show via Patreon or my Etsy shop or by donations. All of that will be found in the show notes page as well as my social media links. So you can go and give me a follow on TikTok or Instagram. My username on both of there is Lena the Jesus Witch. You will also find the link to our amazing Discord community, the Jesus Witch Church within the show notes page. Come hang out with us over there. Come worship Jesus, talk about tarot, do witchy things, be part of our family. It's a really fun place to be, so come hang out. But now it is time for the best part of the episodes, the time that we all wait for, the verse of the day. Day, 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 day. Today's verse of the day is Psalm 105 verse 1, which says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. That's it, guys. This week I challenge you to go and let the world know how the Lord has blessed you. And no, you don't have to be like super evangelical about that. You don't need to be like, oh my God, Jesus, I love him. He's my boyfriend. Like, no, you don't need to be like that. You just need to be like, wow, I'm so thankful for the spiritual path that I'm on because it made me from an angry person to a calmer person or from a greedy person to a giving person. Acknowledging where your walk with Jesus or your walk with spirit or your walk with God, whatever path that you're on, acknowledge where it's brought you from and where you are now because of it. Um, and try to share that with somebody else. Again, you don't have to shove that down somebody else's throat or if you want to tie it back into this week's like lesson about Ashra go and talk a little bit more about her and how the realization that there is an Abrahamic divine feminine absolutely changed your life and your worldview like it did mine um and again you don't need to like shove it down people's throats you could be chill about it but I don't know if you want to take this verse as a challenge go ahead if not just take the verse as it is anyway um I that was awkward um, um, I don't know how to end this, so I'm just gonna take a sip of my tea and leave. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll see you next week. Love you. Love you guys. Bye.